Welcome to Monster Dear Monster, a multimedia monster podcast. I'm your host for the evening, Cameron, and I'm joined today by uh, my lone co-host for this particular episode, Leonard. Hello. Uh, Dave unfortunately cannot be with us today, and uh, neither of us wanted to hunt someone up to be a host on short notice. So you've got the two of us. It's just the two of us. We're going to have a great time talking some Elden Ring. Uh, in particular, we're going to be covering an interesting little area called Mount Gelmir. Uh, <laughs> y- yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting so, in that it's it's the least interesting <laughs> area. There, there is some fun stuff, but it's all like hidden away. And yeah, on the face of it, very definitely the least interesting. And lore-wise... Yeah, it's there. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, all a prelude to the volcano manor and uh, the demigod dwelling within, which is the actually really interesting stuff about this zone. Uh, but we'll cover that next time. <laughs> yes. With uh, with our normal legacy dungeon cover coverage. So for now, we get to talk about the zone surrounding the legacy dungeon. Um. So first off, Mount Galmere. To get to it, you have to get to the Altus Plateau first, either by going up the big lift or climbing through the rune-strewn precipice. Uh, oh, I just realized how fun that is to say. I like that. <laughs> rune-strewn. Uh, <laughs> that's a good translation by someone. Um, and uh, you sort of explore around the outer edge of Altus Plateau a little, and you can find a very muggy, uh, very dry river uh, called the Seethe Water. River, and if you follow that up, you cross from the Altus Plateau into Mount Gelmir proper. Uh, this is sort of the, the blasted volcanic hellscape zone of the game, is the best way to put it. Yeah, it's, uh, the, it's, the, it's the lava. <laughs> it's the lava. Yeah, level. it's the lava zone. Yeah, everyone's got to have one. Uh, I will say it's better than uh, Lost Isleth in terms of it, like, finishedness. Uh, well, I'll, and 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 I'll go on record saying that it's it's uh, a be- significantly better than the the Iron Keep. Ah, uh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I I love Dark Souls too, but uh, I wish Iron Keep was so much better yeah. as a lava level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Overall, this one is not a bad one, uh, and it has some some really interesting things tucked away, sort of hidden away, uh, as I mentioned. Uh, but it starts off pretty pretty standard for a uh, a volcano slash lava level, as in you're traveling along and suddenly the ground just starts spitting fire at you. Um, there's a long section where there's these little like gas fishes that are randomly igniting yes. as you ride around. Basically, um, this was <laughs> this was actually one of my first non gravity environmental deaths because. I just thought it was an effect and rode my horse right over it at low health uh, and got blown up immediately, uh, which was a great introduction to the zone. Uh, And this is also uh, an interesting zone in that it's super easy to miss, I'd like to say, like 70 to 80% of this area. Uh, On my my initial run-through with my main character, I took a right turn instead of a left, and because of that, I missed all the lower part of Mount Gelmir, where mm-hmm. there's an absolute ton of like the actually really interesting stuff as well. There's some there's some things going on down there. Uh and I took the high road and I went, wow, this is a really short area before you get to like that volcano manor everyone was talking about. Uh and then <laughs> when I started a mage character, I looked at looked looked up a guide to, you know, get some sorceries and do some quest lines and things. I went, wait, there's more stuff. There's more down there. Uh, and explored it all. I went, okay, yeah, no, there's there's a bit here. And just earlier today, I took my main character and did a little run around down in the area I had missed so as to sort of brush myself up for the show. Yeah, I ended up getting to uh, Mount Gilnair from the rickety bridge. 
uh, mm. that spans across from the Altus Plateau. As anyone that's been following our Elden Ring coverage, uh, and I've made it more than apparent <laughs> on every episode, uh, the goal was exploration, uh, rubbing up against boundaries to see how far the game would let me go. So mm-hmm. uh, naturally, after exploring the Altus Plateau, I took the bridge, and uh yeah i was like yeah wow this zone really doesn't seem to be anything because i went uh straight up past the uh squabbling abductor virgins and mm-hmm. uh, and knights all the way to the broken bridge past the uh corpse stench shack uh, mm-hmm. and was like oh um maybe the i'll there will be some world state change that that opens <laughs> this place up uh, and really forgot about it for like a couple of hours because I was just like, mm. oh, that's just a weird thing. Because, uh, yeah, the, the, this this levels, um, this uh, area is, is specifically uh, crafted to keep you away from the central focus of the area. <laughs> yeah that's that's a good way to put it it feels really winding and twisty and super difficult to just logically work your way through you always end up getting sort of turned around um i actually thought it was a complete dead end for a while because uh if you go on the high path like you did over the bridge eventually you come to like a ladder and it's a very long metal gear solid three snake eater ladder and you climb all the way up it and you're on top of this little mountaintop, and you can see a building off in the distance, and you, then you realize you're standing in a crater with a giant obsidian ox beetle. Oh, <laughs> um, yes. Which is the full-grown falling star beast, which yes. that's a name for an enemy, incidentally. I love that thing. Uh, and I'm... <laughs> now, I'm not legally blind, but uh, the right side of my vision, not so hot, and if I'm panicking and focused on maybe the giant alien monster attacking me, I don't always notice, like, a path just off to the side where you can just leave. Yes. You don't have to fight that thing. Nope. So, But I didn't see that for, like, three hours of me popping up there every now and again to see if I was strong enough to fight the falling star beast. Because <laughs> I assumed if I beat it, maybe, like, it would open up a path or something because right. it was doing all this gravity stuff. Um and no, all, all you need to do is keep going to the right, and you can just ride past that down to the actual volcano manor itself, of course. Typical. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Falling Star Beast, uh, full-grown Falling Star Beast, is great. It's, uh, what, one of three Falling mm, Star Beasts? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, bosses in the game, uh, and it also has a... Uh, a, a rather significant model change from the other falling star beasts in that mm. uh its little uh its little mandible head has a <laughs> has a <clears throat> a big outcropping that has a little weird eyeball in it oh, an yeah. eyeball that uh <laughs> you will see again <laughs> later mm. on uh, or have already have seen uh, depending on if you've done a specific NPC side quest. <laughs> mm, yeah, and it is really interesting to think about the, um, like the the um, not evolutionary because they are, I think, roughly the same species, but like the the insect like life cycle of these alien creatures, where you start out as the falling star beast and you end up over there in end game weird space boss content um yes <laughs> but uh yeah like uh this was actually the first falling star beast i ran into as well because i didn't discover the gale tunnel in Kalid for forever mm. uh, and i don't even remember where the third one is uh so <laughs> this was my first experience was with the big angry uh even more weirdly alien version and yeah it, it kicked my ass it's really cruel to do a boss that does like pull you into the air and push you around attacks on a tiny little on top of a thousand foot drop platform. Yes. <laughs> uh, I eventually beat it just by sheer overleveling. I'm not, uh, not ashamed to admit that. <laughs> yeah. I actually did see the outcropping to get to the, the top. 
uh, because mm. I took the I took the uh, wellspring jump method. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I do. I do like all the ways of getting around. It's always more open than you think. Is the real lesson with this right. game? If you think that if you think it's a dead end, it's ninety nine percent of the time it's not. <laughs> There's always something. Yeah, it, it it would be really unusual for a field boss to actually like have an enclosed arena. I don't think mm. any of them technically do. Like they have zones no. of influences where they'll just like fizzle out, they'll <laughs> despawn <laughs> and respawn, but they never <laughs> they're never yeah, they never trap field bosses, trap you in no. a field boss zone. Yeah, they have to be free. That's <laughs> That'll be the Elden Ring 2 tech, is we figured out how to let the field boss go wherever it wants. Right. You pissed off the dragon in the first zone, well, you better kill it, otherwise we'll keep following you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fortunately, I don't think we actually ever have to worry about that, because then it would break every enemy's aggro range. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so that that's sort of the upper path. Um, you go by like yeah, like you said, by the corpse stench shack where you can get uh, invaded by Anastasia, I believe. Again, again, I think this is the final one of the Anastasia no, invasions. There not. is there's there more. Is one more. There oh is my god! One more. Yep. I haven't seen the last one. Then I think. Yeah. This is the, <laughs> this is the latest one that I remember was the corpse stench shack one. Yeah. Um, yeah, there are but, three. Nah. Okay, big fan of Anastasia, the Tarnished Eater, the ogre in, like, a literal mimic disguise as a regular Tarnished. Really yes. like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've got our, our man-eater Mildred stand-in yet again mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. this game. Uh, she has a... <laughs> Gotta have one. Has, yep, got a big old <laughs> slicing knife. Uh, mm which is fun. I was very excited to get it here, even though I mm. wasn't going to use it because it's too oh, heavy, no. and I don't like heavy weapons. No. I'm one of those it's... filthy uh, <laughs> dex players, those, one of those uh... dirty roll around and not get hit because you don't <laughs> take damage if you don't get yeah. hit. <laughs> kind there you of go. people. Nah, li listen, that sword's there for the bleach cosplayers. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> just realized that it that's really is absolutely true isn't it yeah that's what oh, it's there for yeah <laughs> listen um, if you can be guts you have to be able to be itchigo apparently so <laughs> we do have some it. interesting uh, uh, mm. uh relevant to the the uh, demigod ruler of the zone enemies we've got uh automatons mm. Uh, yeah, the mannequin uh, automatons, which are still mm. uh, actually like my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite base enemies of the game mm. because oh for sure, yeah, I just like a weird little puppet, like magically animated puppet thing that just does uh, <laughs> like warfare. Also, yeah. strangely yeah. enough, it's it's it also kind of relates to. Um, uh, something from from the Devil May Cry series, which is, hey, I'm just gonna say it, and I, I I'm mm -hmm. not uh, I'm not gonna shock anybody with the statement. Devil May Cry Two is really really bad, but mm -hmm. I kind of like its base enemy, which is yeah. one, uh, which is uh, a skeleton hanging in like one of those people shaped cages, mm. and that's what uh, what the the mannequins <laughs> remind me of. Because I'm like, oh, I like that. I don't like mm. that game, but it reminds me of like a thing <laughs> from that game that I kind of like conceptually. Yeah, the good set. Yeah, the, well, no, there's really the, the one. Good, there's yeah, I mean, <laughs> like a design is the good bit in Devil May Cry too. <laughs> uh, we also have. I always forget because the, I'm just gonna call them the big hands, mm. but they're like fi oh, they're like yeah. cold finger. Like they actually have oh. a name, uh, yeah. Because Hold because on. there I'll is there's a weapon related to them, uh, <laughs> oh, which there is, is isn't there? yep, which is just a big finger, uh, and it's yeah the its description implies that they are actually like endemic species, like they aren't That's manufactured. Cool. They're just, I don't like that. Yeah, and I'm like, wait, 
wait, this thing. I, and <laughs> but that's when I start overthinking it. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. Mm. Stop overthinking it because it's a FromSoft game. And and it, it'd be silly to overthink anything mm. in a FromSoft game. But it's it's the fact that it, it the hand's literally been cut off. And I'm like, it's, it's just born yeah. with like... Or yeah. maybe it's just like a magically created thing that just spawns in some horrible way that, yeah. uh, and they all look look the same. Yeah, yeah. I do so, have to say, oh, go on. I think they're finger creepers. There we go. Is, yep. At least that's what's on Extra Life. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, finger they're weird. creepers. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're weird, and uh, they also have, but they also do have like my favorite idol animations, and it's when mm. the big ones are just not moving and not clinging to something and they're just mm. using like their fingers to scratch other fingers like oh like <laughs> a person would yeah so it's just like oh yeah just gonna use my middle uh, finger to scratch my uh index finger that's cool I just, i'm like uh yeah i literally just did that instinctually when you talked about it and now i'm freaking out <laughs> yep oh Oh, I don't like that. My my least favorite thing about finger creepers is, is how they are just trapdoor spiders, but bigger because yes. they just lie underground with fin- with just the fingertips pointing out. Yeah, and I never see them until it's too late. <laughs> it's awful. Um. <laughs> uh, which uh, uh, you know relates uh, relates to the uh, Carrion Royals, both of mm. those, uh, mm. uh, and we will get Ugh. to that that later um yeah but, which makes sense because uh uh the demigod praetor reichardt is uh uh a child of renala queen of the full mm. moon who we discussed uh previously for, uh from the uh rea lucaria <laughs> episode mm. yeah uh, yeah yeah uh, uh yeah this is another extension of the family um <laughs> It is interesting that he and Radana brothers and are about as physically far apart from each other as is possible. <laughs> I don't know if they got along too well. Uh, I, 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 I think I, I have no reason to believe they didn't. You know, yeah, I, I really, I, yeah, <laughs> I, it's it's weird, and the, the I always when I start trying to piece together like mm. lore of Elden Ring I'm just like the most important thing is to know the in my mind is to know the like birth ages of all mm. of the demigods oh, yeah. cuz yeah in every description uh depiction of Rikard uh he is old he's significantly yes. older than Rodan mm. he's uh Def- definitely older than uh uh the third child <laughs> yep yep that one yep <laughs> they who shall not be named currently yes uh <laughs> and i i'm just like okay so like how long was was oh man i can't rat ragon radagon radagon yeah. yeah uh although how, how long again, was that a thing <laughs> yeah although once again given that it's kind of like olympian demigod nonsense mm. he could oh, literally yeah. be 20 and just look like an 80 year old man oh yeah it sprang fully formed from the womb with a beard and the little helmet you get for trans uh for uh, graduating at the academy yes <laughs> uh yeah um we'll get we'll get more into rykard when we cover the volcano matter but he is super interesting uh as like a character again mostly like in the law but also yes. like his his current state is also very interesting uh there's a lot going on with him that i think is super super intriguing um but there's a bit of it that you can actually see out in mount gelmir so we're allowed to talk about it um there is what is left of a minor earth tree uh, yes. not far from the volcano manor where it looks like it's been like literally cut down it looks um, like it's been burned burned or yeah burned and then sort of broken and then yeah like just destroyed um and it's guarded by an ulcerated tree spirit you you know you do the usual you can get some tears for your flask of wondrous physic uh there but uh a thing we learn in the volcano manor is that 
Rikard is rising up in sort of open rebellion against the rule of the Erd Tree in this yes. area. So, like, they clearly, like, you know, took the torch and the axe to the local minor Erd Tree, uh, either symbolically or because they do literally project the Erd Tree's influence into the area. We don't know. It could be why Mount Gelmir is so messed up and, like, terrible to live in. Yes. <laughs> and we we sort of do see evidence of this all over the zone as well. There's tons of Landell soldiers mm-hmm. uh, fighting with Gelmir soldiers, knights, and also the abductors and the <laughs> the maneuverable flamethrower is what they're listed in the Fextra Life wiki, but the big goblin chariots. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, which I believe, because I think there's a shield, um, mm. uh, they are modeled off of the heads of the giants. Yes. I believe they are. Yeah, yeah, large mobile weapons bearing the faces of giants. So. Um, another symbol of rebelling against the Earth Tree. There you go. <laughs> Yes. Or act, like active acts against it, seeing as the uh, the Earth Tree and the Giants were not great friends. Uh, yeah, well, the Earth in, Tree in the and everything that existed before the Earth Tree were not that's, great friends. That's really fair. I'm always going to go back to that one item description where, like, the Earth Tree cemented its position by countless victories in war, and I'm right. just thinking, like, this this tree's fighting everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, like there's there is like a significant undercurrent of like oh no 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 this is the new theology this is how the, mm. the new order of of how everything works like that all worked mm. back then but uh i'm gonna supplant this that i i'm 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 existence now um, yeah which yeah. is kind of an interesting point that will feed into our discussion about the volcano manor mm. yeah uh, who dares wins? Uh, if you win, you are right. Victor's right. History, etc. Um, in this case, you know the Earth Tree won the first round. Rikard's coming for round like a million and one. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, and that—that's most of what you find in that upper area. Is like the path to the Volcano Manor is actively under siege. It's being actively defended. There's that one falling star beast where a meteor fell. Uh, yes. And then on the underside is where we get some other sort of interesting little tidbits. Uh, this is the part that I just didn't discover forever um, by not taking the correct turn. Uh, so the first thing you can do is you can ride forth, and there's just a, there's just a straight up uh, fort, uh, just like yes. Fort Height uh, down down in there. This one is Fort Laith, yes, or Laird. I, I don't pretend to know Welsh pronunciations very well. Um, and I literally just looked at this this morning because uh, my mage build ran right past it looking for spells. <laughs> um, <laughs> it has uh, it has smo or smoth, depending on how you want to describe it, basically. Um, an enormous, fat, armored person with a big hammer and the, the added change of a big bowl of flaming embers on his head. As yes. sort of a mini mini boss, he doesn't get a boss health bar, uh, but he is relatively unique. Yeah, um, it's really really cool. Uh, kind of a pushover when you're like level 160, but I'm sure it would have been very tough when I first came here at like level 50. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, that one is just a big hammer, like molded in the shape of flames. I think it is. So these, this is. A branch out of the uh, the people who are really into the giants as well, I believe. Yeah, the f- uh, flame. Yeah, f- people that are obsessed with fire and flame mm. uh, outside oh, the, the fort. Yeah, outside yes. the yeah, fort, the there are fire monks and fire witches. Yes, I think they are. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, they they're casting briars and things like that. Yeah. Which is weird because that's blood magic. It's man, it's it, all it, it's all uh, exiled to the uh, north. Get yeah, it out a, of here. <laughs> a lot of a lot of the weird weirder stuff in Elden Ring concerning like other 
entities in play uh, are mm. have a lot of similar mo's. There's a lot of fire, fire, fire mm. bad. Obviously, if you're a big yeah. tree that wants to run everything, so all the fire yeah. is bad. Um, <laughs> uh, blood seems to be really bad, and also pairs really well with fire for whatever yep. reason. <laughs> blood and fire get right along somehow. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, just, it's, it's it's all a Lady Maria callback, is what it really is, right? Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, we've got the and it it seems like they assaulted, um, mm. the the fort and then just yeah, took they like it took over. it, yeah, mm. yeah, because this this is actually I think the most interesting end of a mini zone reward because you like beat that guy, you go through the rest of the fort. There's not really any other enemies. And you get up to the top roof and you go and there's an opened chest with no treasure in it. Yes. And there's a spirit somewhere around going, hey, 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 they'll never find me here. I'll live and return to the earth tree. Yeah. Uh, and you have to like jump over a ledge, jump over onto a ledge that's like hidden behind a crumbled bit of battlement. And there is the spirit and its corpse uh, bearing the fire scorpion charm, I believe. Yes. For all your fire damage needs. Uh, that really tickled me. I really enjoyed that little subversion of expectation there. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's just very bizarre. Oh, actually, come to think mm. of it. Um, uh, yeah, I, I guess the, uh, uh, I'm going to assume that they're probably in league mm. with Rikard, uh, because, uh, that, uh, side of grace right before you get to the destroyed mm. minor earth tree uh there yeah. is also another spirit that's like oh hey reichard if you're gonna be big blasphemy i i can't i can't work here anymore oh yeah one of the servants was just like i really gotta yeah. <laughs> i'm leaving i got i gotta go so <laughs> it's probably yeah Given what mm. we'll learn when we talk about the Volcano Manor, it was probably Rikard cleaning house over of, mm. of the people that are like, that would say, I, I, no, we love the Earth yeah. Tree. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. And, you know, that makes sense. If, like, you're, if you're rising up against the Earth Tree, you can't be too picky in who you get to team up with you because you're going to need literally all the help you can get. So going to the people who got exiled for blood and fire magic and going, hey, do you guys like want to get back at the big glowing tree that constantly mocks us by being visible anywhere in the world? <laughs> cool. Come work for me. <laughs> I'll I give you a castle. I think except for <laughs> literally two places, I think there are mm. two places, mm, three, I think there are three mm. places on the map where you can't actually see the earth tree uh, and, and, like, and not be underground. Barely. Yeah. yeah, 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 it's, it's, we, we mentioned this in the first, uh, in the first episode, not the first earth tree, Jesus, uh, the earth tree is so colossal and so omnipresent that it literally does feel yeah, it feels omnipresent. Yeah. It's always there. It's just watching you because you read all this stuff where, like, the Earth Tree might be, like, sapient. It might be a symbol of the greater will or it might be just literally the greater will looking at you <laughs> through right. the Earth Tree. <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy how all over the place it is. Like, um, if you continue down this path past Fort Lave, uh, you go through a patch of magma uh, leaking out from the Volcano Manor. Or a patch of lava, I should say, uh, and fight a magma worm, uh, just as a mini boss. Another one, um, <clears throat> but you can also find uh, Alexander here as part of his quest, which is what I only found out today as well, because <laughs> I was running through the lava and I just heard, "Oh, mountain of fire, temper me!" And he's just standing there in the lava flow. And if you want to speak to him, you've got to get off your horse and stand in the lava as well. <laughs> <laughs> you can actually funny enough you can actually just stand on that that little patch of ground oh, really? yeah they they let you talk to him from there so nice. you're not just constantly <laughs> standing in lava which does absolutely no damage in in this oh game. yeah i just yeah i just you know skipped like the very last line of dialogue once i read the subtitle and i was still fine <laughs> um 
but yeah, Alexander is there uh, patching himself up after the battle with Radan. He's he's like reforging his uh, jar, and yes. um, this way this way you get the jar helmet, uh, which yes. is giving me much joy. Uh, and I've also seen used in some gimmick builds because it makes throwing pots way stronger. Um, and then you sort of continue on, and we get to the Hermit's Village, which I think does definitely have some interesting stuff with it. So this is like, and it, it is a, it is a full village that has been attacked and like destroyed, and the occupants slaughtered, specifically by demi humans yes. with aid from carrion mages. Yes, which is really interesting, and this is. This is part of where it's like, is this to do with Rikard, or is this to do with uh, one of the other siblings having their influence, or is this like just a rogue sect from the Academy who have decided to get into this? Um, but this is where the demi-human queens have learned magic, as far yes. as I can tell. Because uh, you can round a corner and there's literally like a bunch of demi-humans sitting on logs and rocks with a mage standing up above them with a book. And, you know, they don't speak or anything, but in their idle animations, it absolutely looks like he's just trying to teach a classroom of demi humans. Yes. Uh, um, yeah, it's really interesting. <laughs> I have a... <clears throat> I have a, another idea of... Mm. So, um, I think that the Carrion Mages came with the demi-humans here. Um, mm. I do believe that they wiped out the village, but I think they were looking for someone. Someone mm. hidden around a corner that doesn't yep. do much but lay around. Um, yes. What is it? I forget, because I always want to uh, say Lustat, but it's not. Lustat's. No, this is Primeval Sorcerer Azur. Yes. Azur, yeah. uh, the sorcerer hidden around a cliff, very out of the way. As mm -hmm. if he was, <clears throat> you know, hiding from a group of people that want him dead because he's considered <laughs> a heretic. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, this is so. This is another primeval sorcerer. Uh, we've seen like hints of this in Rai Lucaria with the the big head ball. Yes, and the primeval sorcerer staff from there, and um, there, there is, as you said, Lusat, I think, who's hidden away in northern Kaled somewhere. Yes. Um, but this is, yeah, this guy is literally hiding around the corner. He doesn't say anything, but if you talk to him, he like opens his hand and you learn the Comet Azure spell, which is the one everyone uses to melt bosses because it's super strong. Uh, yes. and this is, yeah, this is one of those heretical primeval sorceries where you've glimpsed too closely to the true nature of star magic and everyone goes, you're crazy. You're lying. It's just intelligence magic. How bad could it be? Uh. Well, well it, it, bad enough to just turn you into Glintstone, because that's yep. what happens. It's, that's exactly what happens. <laughs> so pretty bad is the real answer. Um, yeah, and he's got uh, got an interesting design. He's got like the big crystal head, but his is more like a naturally formed crystal, whereas Lusat is like the big orb eye head going the, the, on the the good headpiece of the primal yeah. evil sorcerers the one that that is the most visually appealing and interesting mm. yeah yeah absolutely um but to get to him you have to defeat demi human queen maggie and her yes. three uh carrion attendants which yeah this is literally the demi humans have been like I guess, yeah, like, enlisted as a military force by the Carrions, who themselves are not great in the way of uh, melee fighting, so they just took some easily influenced people and said, hey, we'll teach you magic. Uh, and they taught Maggie literally the weakest spell, which is that little crystal burst, where it's like the tiny cone of uh, crystal magic. Yes. Uh, although that did get buffed in a recent patch, so maybe that's gotten better now. But I remember casting it, and it did, like, five damage. I was like, what is this? <laughs> it's terrible. It, it is actually kind of interesting, because there is another demi-human queen that you can encounter mm. in the Weeping Peninsula that also yeah. knows magic. And I believe you get uh, a staff from mm. defeating her. Uh, which yeah. basically says, hey, guess what? Like, this staff is specifically created for, like, dumb people. 
to be able to yeah. use magic. So, yeah, give it to a demi-human queen. Have <laughs> her lead all of her minions on your attack to find this heretical sorcerer that you kicked out. Oh, <laughs> couldn't do it. I guess we'll settle down here until we actually do find him. Yeah. No, that, yeah, here it is. It's a glintstone staff styled as a scepter, because, you know, they're the demi-human queen. A gift once given to them to foster peace, it can be wielded even by those of low intelligence. Yes. Sneered at by fools in the academy. Yes. <laughs> literally, yeah, literally handing over the staff. Like, we've taught you the great secrets of magic and watching them cast, like, the most basic spell and going, yes, you're so powerful. Now, come with us. We need to go kill this one guy. <laughs> right. Oh, that's uh, a, yeah, that's more interesting then. Wonderful. <laughs> um, uh, and it does kind of, uh, it, it's it's interesting only because they used uh, the academy used demi humans and not the cuckoo. So mm. I wonder if this attempt, this uh, suspected attempt on Azure's life was before they turned on the carrion royal family yeah yeah maybe i mean it it honestly makes sense you know like the royal family is still controlling the use of magic and these guys are coming out and going no you're all crazy the stars hold deeper secrets and turning into crystal monsters they'd probably go get rid of those get them out of here shoot go hunt them down please i'm the queen i won't stand for that kind of nonsense the moon is good None of I, this, none of this deep space stars nonsense. <laughs> I, I, I actually kind of wonder if, if it was because one of the indications mm. is that the the scholars at Rea Lucaria lost faith in Renala um, when she had her heart broken over her. Mm. So, yeah, I, it feels like a lot of the academy was being run without her input and then mm. at some point they were just like why should we even listen to her just just <laughs> get rid of them like we care all about she does is hold the egg and cry yeah all she yeah she yeah. only cares about the amber egg she doesn't care about glintstone like just get yeah just get rid of the carrion mm. royals we can run this place ourselves yeah that that certainly feels like sort of what happened there and you're sort of seeing sort of maybe the extant influence of that here, you know, <laughs> and presumably a few of the Carrion uh, Academy staff went, well, you know, Rykard's got the right idea, though. He keeps making these new sorceries. He seems pretty cool. Right. Uh, <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, yeah, well, we're still going to get rid of that Azure guy. Get rid of Lestat. Lestat? Lusat? <laughs> not, yeah. not the vampire. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there is also um, a sort of a, a final hidden-ish thing in Mount Galmir is the, the Seathwater Cave, which holds at its very bottom, uh, I believe, two Disciples of Rot as the boss. Oh, yes. Um, so there is, like, this slight presence and this sort of allusion to the oncoming uh, spread of the Scarlet Rot and Toxin in general uh, from the underground areas to the south, which we'll cover eventually. Um, and also because there's, um, there is the, there is the castle nearby. There Although is. Although I think that's technically, is that in Mount Gamia or does that count as, uh, as Altus? No, it's, I it's, remember. it's adjacent. Like it's in a mm. weird ravine between the two ultimately, but mm. I, I, I consider it. I consider it Gilmare because it's a filthy, rotten place. <laughs> like it, it, it actually yeah. does like almost directly touch the mountain. So I do consider it because mm. there's that, uh, there's that sculpture garden next to it. Yeah, that is true. Uh, yeah. So then, as sort of the last major interesting area, then we have uh, the Shaded Castle. Yes, which is actually weirdly super important despite being this little castle just sort of like you said at the bottom of a weird ravine in the middle of nowhere up against the side of the mountain Mm -hmm. um it is it is a castle it is uh if you do a quest line from the volcano manor you are likely to find it if not uh, maybe um it is just surrounded by poison (laughs) and there's poison 
in all the courtyards. <laughs> and, and well, because it's it's sunken <laughs> into a poison swamp. Once again, Miyazaki yep. strikes uh, because mm-hmm. he 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 shall not be stopped. Uh, there will like be the eventually poison swamp. So far, <laughs> there will uh, eventually be a game that is nothing but poison. Uh, the starting mm. zone will be oh, well. Actually, kind of did that with the uh, the uh, hero grave right off the mm. starting zone. Yep. So I guess yep. technically speaking, <laughs> yes, the starting area is also poison in this one. Uh, but yeah, it's sunken uh, into a mm-hmm. poison bog. It's full of gross slugs. Um, yep, our, our friendly gross slugs returning from DS three. Um, yep. <laughs> um, uh, we've got some basilisks. Obvi- yeah. Uh, of course. Oh man. Yeah. Love love a good basilisk. Um, Mount Gelmir was, I think, the first place I encountered them. Same. <laughs> it's it was a terrible realization. <laughs> I, I I knew they'd be here. It's such a. It's mm. like I, I know a lot of people give give from software flack for reusing assets and and animations mm. and blah 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 enemy skeletons i i love it i think it's mm. it's oh, great yeah. to see them reiterate on like designs and animations and everything from black past games making it feel familiar yet different uh so mm. i knew i knew for a fact that there had to be <laughs> basilis somewhere um, yeah, yeah, and and they uh, <laughs> they spit death rot at you, uh, death blight at you. Yes, yeah, it's uh, it's frankly terrible. It we're, is we're back to we're back to an even worse death animation than the petrification one from Dark Souls one. Well, yeah, one that you've probably seen before if you've gone down to the bottom of uh, Stormvale Castle. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep, you you a little tree grows. Yep, and you get to be the bug impaled on the branch. <laughs> it, it and it's it's the interesting thing is that it it the 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 root spike spring does in fact spring out of the ground, so mm. it's almost like it's drawing uh, these death roots to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it is really interesting, and it sort of speaks to. <laughs> the fact that the lands between are so pervaded by this death route. Because uh, I actually, I could imagine a really, really hidden mechanic where there are certain areas where that effect just doesn't work. Right. Like the like the bar fills up and nothing happens because physically the roots can't reach this location. I think that would be a really fun Easter egg that would be way too much trouble to program. I'm assuming that's nowhere. Uh, but you you know like certain areas that are like less physically connected to the rest of the map mm-hmm. uh, I think would be really funny if death blight just didn't work there because literally the roots can't burrow over to you <laughs> yes but as uh, we've we've seen yeah. the roots are in fact so pervasive that they're everywhere you can mm. find it once again you can they're creeping up oh, all over stormvale in fact mm-hmm. yeah um so uh, they are, in fact, everywhere. Uh, I, I, one of the uh, inter- more interesting details that I only really just noticed uh, mm. uh, encountering them while I was uh, exploring the area for the podcast, which is uh, yep. the poison cloud that they spit out is uh, speckled with gold. Mm, yeah. There's a, there's a little golden grace uh, is still entwined within this deathly cloud, which is another hint to uh, a potential identity thing. Yes. Which is really yes. interesting, actually. Oh, yes. I didn't even think of that. Nice. Good observation. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Basilisks are back. Yay. Uh, this is one of, I think, like three possible surprise introductions to Basilisks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so two of them are in Mount Gelmir. This is one of the two. Uh, the yes. other one evolves uh, following a trail of glowing stones and getting kicked down into a ravine. Which Good luck I, with I, that. I, I <laughs> never, which never happened. I never, I never no. encountered uh, 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 bal- the Baldy kick uh, in, in uh, this no. game. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> it's quite something. He kicks you into a pit of like eight basilisks yeah and he, uh, well i I've, I've seen the clip and he uh, not yeah. only does he kick you into a pit of eight basilisks he kicks you like 
20 stories down in like the oh, yeah. farthest the farthest literally the farthest patches kick from mm. in, in from soft history um, oh yeah from the top of the ring all the way down yeah <laughs> uh and the other one is like you turn a corner in some underground location and they just jump out at you from a blind corner it's, it's terrible there as well yeah. um yeah yeah uh so there are basilics they're the friendly slugs uh and once you get out of like the courtyards and into the castle proper uh i believe this is the first time we would meet a clean rot knight unless we went very deep into caled yes w- w- which uh, i did so it was like yeah, yeah. <laughs> not the first time that i encountered mm. them yeah uh but if it is your first time uh these are valkyrie warriors Essentially, they look a lot like uh, Melenia from the trailers, if yes. you've been watching those, uh, or Melenia from the Collector's Edition statue, which is staring at me from the other side of the room. <laughs> it's just standing there menacingly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, they wield, yeah, they wield like a, a sickle polearm, uh, which they can do all kinds of fun things with. They know a lot of miracles. Uh, and they also have a grab move that inflicts Scarlet Rot, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're they're a lot of fun actually uh mm. <laughs> not really but if you're at too low of a level but they oh god yeah <laughs> they are significantly in, interesting enemies and you, they're uh since they're unlike soldiers uh mm. for millennia that you kind of get an idea of what what she is about just from the way they mm. fight Oh yeah, absolutely. They've got like again very different weapons to her, but they have her fighting style. Yes. Yeah. Uh very very cool design, awesome looking, absolute pain in the ass if you're slightly underleveled for them. Oh. Um, or even if you're on level for them honestly. Uh oh. and they, their presence is also important cuz like they pop up in very specific locations throughout the game. This is like one of 3 or 4, I think. Yes. Um, yeah because uh, and there there are some other interesting so uh the entire uh the the castle is is patrolled by uh uh poison zombies poison rot zombies mm-hmm. po- i can't say rot <laughs> because that's a different thing but rotting yes. poison zombies poisoned zombies yeah yes uh <laughs> there are a handful of perfumers Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, because there is one giant. Oh, actually, well, in the castle proper, there's one yes. giant uh, flower. Uh, there are mm-hmm. a couple sprinkled outside as well. So, of course, perfumers are around harvesting their their sweet sweet pollen. Um, mm-hmm. We've got some. I don't know what they're called. They're the they're the the little bell ringing nobles that are all hunched over mm. oh yeah the the alarm system basically yeah it's a little that, guy from sekiro with a gong made incarnate that that elden ring that fire <laughs> off little skull projectiles we've got mm. a royal revenant uh yep still don't know still don't know <laughs> what like i don't understand the mechanics of their existence because they, because mm. they seem to be distinctly <laughs> different from those who live in death, and yet they're oh, yeah. the only thing in the game, as far as I know, that can be damaged mm. by the heal spell. I've got a theory. They are so long gone in their grafting that if you cast a heal spell, uh, or maybe they're imperfectly grafted, if you cast a heal spell. All the all the separate bits start to separate and heal themselves, and maybe that's why it does so much damage. Maybe literally accidentally tear them apart. But yeah, they're not technically undead no. as far as as far as we can fit into like the dichotomy of living things and those who live in death uh, in the Elden Ring universe. They're right. they're very specifically not undead. Um, yeah, and, they're weird. And to be perfectly honest, <laughs> I'm not entirely sure that they're grafted. I think they just have extra... I think they're just, like, yeah, yeah, true. weird centipede things. Because they don't have... Their limbs don't have, like, that telltale grafting. Like, the mm. grafted scions have a very... That is their, true. Their limbs have a very specific look. They, they, they look... 
what they look like from from somebody that's played all these games is mm. hey what if we turned a, a slime scholar from bloodborne into a centipede and then gave oh, it God. a big and then gave it the big bone tower flail attack from dark souls yep. one yeah oh man that's a good way to put it i've just had a thought i know what they look like in the elden ring universe uh, they look like a disciple of rot wearing a human skin suit. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's yeah, what's they... really under there. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? They're, they're weird and terrible. Um, uh, and yeah, you fight through all the weird and terrible things in the Shaded Castle uh, to get all the way up to the very top, and you get to fight uh, Elmerick of the Briar. Yes. Uh, who is a bell-bearing hunter, but in their normal physical form not as an invader which is how they show up all throughout the rest of the game uh this was actually my first encounter with this enemy type oh that must have been a lot of fun because it was very panic pressuring to be in a small room with an extending sword yeah magical flying sword um oh i love it though it's so cool he's he's interesting i feel like I feel like this boss, because this boss is really important for like a completionist mm. standpoint, because one yeah. of the 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 weapon that you get from him is a le- one of the nine legendary weapons in the game, mm-hmm. uh, yep. and I feel like it, he, that he was a cut mechanic. Uh, I mm. think that he was. Uh, might have been a yort style character at oh, one point uh because yeah. because he the way that he works as a bell bearing hunter like mechanically as an invader spirit is that he just shows up at random places where merchants are well not random mm. but uh in specific locations where there are merchants and I yeah. wonder if at one point, if you didn't f- visit merchants frequently enough, if you just went back there, oh, they'd be dead. They'd be dead. Oh, that would be mean. Murdered by the bell-bearing hunter, and you just get their bell-bearing off of them. Oh, that would that would actually be kind of great, though. Like, if it gave that specific message, like you showed up and Kale was dead and you inspected his body and just literally said, murdered by the bell-bearing hunter. Yeah. I think that would be an excellent, like, sub-quest mechanic. Mm-hmm. And give this guy, like, more personal impetus. Right. Because, like, you would be wanting to hunt them down. Um, whereas for me, like, this was my first encounter with this enemy type. I was like, wow, this guy's crazy. And then I went, wait, there's, like, eight more of him in the game. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, you get you get his uh, sword and shield for beating him. And maybe his armor? Or you might get that somewhere else. You uh, get remember. it from the crone. Ah, uh, yeah. The, yeah. Um, but the the really important thing in the Shaded Castle is uh, behind the boss, I believe, in a treasure box, is the Valkyrie's prosthesis. Yes. Uh, it's it's Millennia's arm, <laughs> basically. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, um, as I, you know, a little bit of lore, like the Castellan of this castle was very infatuated with Millennia to the point where he kept her spare arm, I guess, in a box. Yeah. Uh, but it's important for a quest, uh, and also just really interesting to know there are like high quality, very good prosthetics hanging around. Yes. In the lands between. I mean, don't don't question how they operate or work because they don't have Magic. any me- they don't have any mechanics. Yeah. That, but <laughs> I'm just going to uh, assume that it's just because they're made out of gold, and gold is the most mm. magical, precious, important thing. Yeah. In this, yeah, exactly. <laughs> in this universe, <clears throat> mm. but uh, yeah, this is this is a, a very important step in um, Millicent's questline. Mm-hmm. Uh, who I don't know if we've discussed directly, uh, but she uh, no, starts off in Kaled. We haven't, yeah, yeah, because we haven't talked about Kaled <laughs> yet. That's I think fair. we're, I think <clears throat> we are following the uh, the the suggestions uh, from uh, the mm. like extra life wiki uh on, uh, on locations yeah. uh so i i suspect that caitlin <laughs> will probably be one of the last which once yeah, again that's fair. I, I i i i think it's hilarious because i spent so much time in caitlin oh game. yeah me um, too 
So, <laughs> like, when people are just like, oh, man, this place is the worst, I'm just like, what are you talking about? I know, like, the ins and outs of the this place is great. Yeah. It's it's super easy. You just have to, yeah. you know, ride your uh, horse. See, see, yeah, see, that's the, thing, that's the thing is Caled is the worst when you're unexpectedly dropped in Caled. After you spend an hour riding around Caled on a horse, you go, wow, Caled's great. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All the little nooks and crannies there are very interesting, and I look forward to talking about that zone another time. Um, but yeah, this is more or less the end of most of the interesting stuff in Mount Gelmir as the overall area. Uh, you know, there's there's nooks and crannies here and there we haven't explored, but this is all the primary cool stuff that you can find for yourself. Uh, and then after that, we get to go on to the Volcano Manor, which is one of my absolute favorite zones from, like, story as you play through it perspective um yeah we'll we'll cover that when we get to a proper full episode about it because that is that is a zone that isn't like yeah meticulously designed in the way you progress from it as like what it initially presents as to what it eventually becomes definitely also also tons of quests I I also think (laughs) that it's it's actually quite interesting in that it can be completed in one of two ways uh, and and by completing it in one way, you simply just miss a a, a massive amount of content from yeah, the game. So much, so so much. Like, yeah, you you can you can mainline Volcano Manor and finish it in a single boss fight by doing a particular sequence of events, or you can do what I did and take like I think a total of 10 hours between quests and actually exploring the place to finish Volcano Manor like it was it was a solid chunk of my playthrough right there yeah um but yeah that's Mount Gelmir um yeah not the most expansive zone not the most interesting interesting zone but lots of like little cool tidbits throughout it yeah, it's, uh, it's mostly lead up to the volcano manor. It is it is specifically mm. centered around on on and around getting to mm. volcano manor. Yeah, yeah. It it's interesting because a lot of the other zones are also sort of like that with their legacy dungeon. Like you know, Stormvale is the first thing you see when you enter Limgrave. The academy in uh, Leonia of the Lakes is visible all the time. It's literally the central point. But those zones are much more their own place, right? As it were. Uh, whereas this, all like you said, all it's literally like a spiral that curls up and builds up directly towards the volcano manor, sort of at its peak. Yeah, and yeah, almost coi- God, coiled, God, coiled like like a certain animal, <laughs> some kind of reptile. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, got another another terrible observation that I just thought of. Ooh. This this place, the lands between are really interesting. Uh, <laughs> the as an aside, right before we finish, have you seen the community speculation go from uh, the lands between is shaped like a furled finger to the lands between is shaped like the curled corpse of a certain deceased character? Oh, <laughs> uh, I haven't seen that, but it's, it's not it's not surprising. I I, uh, I saw yeah. the I saw the furled finger <laughs> one and I was like that's a mm. little too much and also I'm not actually oh, yeah. seeing it. Yeah, no. Um, the 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 shape like a deceased corpse one is interesting because it's like, and Mount Gelmir is the stab wound right, of the right, corpse. Right. And I'm like, mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, that's been Mount Gelmir for us. Uh. For Elden Ring, we'll be covering uh, the Volcano Manor next, so if you've got any thoughts about that, please send them in. Uh, Again, really cool area. You should play it through the Volcano Manor if you've been playing Elden Ring and not gotten there yet. Go there. It's great. Uh, (laughs) uh, Any other points to add, Leonard? No, I think that's it. All right. Uh, Well, in that case, let's wrap it up. Uh, You can Find the podcast on Twitter at mon underscore demonster, uh, or I believe at the website monsterdeer.monster. Uh, our erstwhile host Dave is on Twitter at sentinaut underscore plus if you want to see what he's up to. I'm on Twitter 
at night underscore twin. That's night without a K. Uh, this will be coming out after the Australian election so that you will see lots of positive or negative or ambivalent Australian politics posting from me, I am sure. Uh, and uh, Leonard, more importantly, where can we find you and all the cool things you're working on? Because I'm <laughs> yes. excited. Yes, uh, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter uh, by searching at Dr. Faust is dead. You can find my secondary main business account uh, on Twitter by searching at Umbra Knox Productions. And you can see some of my uh, uh, video game video essay work on YouTube by searching Dr. Faust is dead. And uh, my fledgling, my, my, my fledgling live action uh, film channel work uh, by searching Umbra Knox Productions on YouTube as well. Excellent. Highly recommend you check it out. Some cool stuff's going on there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All I right. appreciate it. Yeah. Well, no worries. You're doing, you're doing all the good work. I just get to sit back and enjoy it whenever it comes out. So <laughs> I'm happy with this, <laughs> with this, uh, this deal here. Uh, all right. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we hope you've been enjoying our Elden Ring coverage. We hope you've been enjoying Elden Ring. Uh, and until next time, goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>